Welcome to the Free From Mummies podcast, brought to you by Kate and Jade, mates, mums and allergy and asthma advocates. Hello and welcome to episode three, series two. We're really happy to have Emma join us tonight. It's really difficult to put into words how much Emma has done and achieved um, she has written a book for adults a book for children set up an app to support people with their mental health and just does so much for the the allergy community and we cover a lot of this tonight as well as emma's other quests such as supporting people traveling uh, with allergies so we hope you get a lot from the episode uh, kate and i definitely did as always this comes with a trigger warning it may prompt something um, on one of the topics we discuss so please use our show notes to support with this and yeah we hope you enjoy the episode oh hello and welcome to emma mummy author allergy and mental health advocate oh it's really nice to have you join us tonight emma nice to be here Hi Emma. Hi. (laughs) We're really excited about you and you know our experiences of having you in the Allergy Mum group and come along and speak to us. I I learned so much from you that night. Oh brilliant. Yeah Yeah. so um, Emma and I, I feel like we go way back now. I know, I know. (laughs) No I only actually met you for the first time what a couple of months ago. Yeah I know it's crazy because we've been talking for years haven't Mm. we? Um, we've been through some similar things and you've really helped me you've coached me many many times so I'm so so happy for you to be on here because um, I know I've said this many times before but you've inspired me from the very first day so oh thank you no I appreciate that Katie and I just think as you say like we've we've just got had really similar experiences haven't we yeah, I think yeah. with you know multiple allergies and multiple kids and asthma yeah and, you know all of that yeah all that good stuff well (laughs) would you like to start us off with um telling us a bit about that a bit about what introduced you to the allergy world yeah so my son was born nearly nine years ago which I just cannot deal with I'm like how are we halfway through childhood like what how did that happen yeah I know so um yeah we were catapulted into the allergy world then so um you know I think our stories familiar to lots of people because sadly you know so many people have had a similar journey he was Mm. he was an unhappy baby he cried he didn't sleep and by 10 weeks old his eczema was just really bad he was just you know red raw Mm. and um we were given tons of creams to put on him try this cream try that cream none of it worked um and it wasn't until I started weaning him and he had a reaction, um, it was to hummus, um, mm-hmm. to the sesame and hummus. It wasn't until he had a, a big reaction to that that they eventually referred us um, to the allergy clinic and he was diagnosed at nine months with multiple feed allergies. Um, so we started trying to navigate that. Um, he had an anaphylactic reaction when he was a toddler to milk, um, which is now outgrown, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's been really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, and then the asthma kicked in as well. Um, so we had a lot of, a lot of asthma issues. Um, and then my daughter was born when James was three and um, she started off down a similar path, but obviously by then we had a lot more knowledge. So we kind yeah. of 
you know stopped it earlier in terms of you know recognizing the allergens and cutting them out um yeah so now there's two of them they're now eight and six um with various different allergies between them um yeah and the asthma and the eczema and you know the we've got the whole shebang yeah got it all going on got it all going on and then so from your journey what kind of inspired you to write your first book then um it all started off so James um he had an anaphylactic reaction that said so he was 15 months old and we had gone to gone away with some friends um for the weekend and he'd got hold of another child's milk bottle took mm. a sip um and his airway started closing up um wow. he went into anaphylaxis um which he used the adrenaline injectors on him for the first okay. time so you had them prescribed at that time yeah thankfully we had that we we never had that issue with james so we had them prescribed from the first time we went to the allergist and they tested right. him and they gave us the adrenaline pens which i realize now you know we were incredibly lucky um yeah. at that point and obviously to have them on hand when we needed them mm. um you know was being you know was brilliant yeah. to have them there um, so yeah, we we used the adrenaline injector on him for the first time, and then um, obviously that was a big scary experience. Mm. And then actually the same day that he had his first anaphylactic reaction, um, I had a miscarriage on the same day. Aww. So it was a lot of emotions <laughs> flying wow. around, um, you know, a lot of a lot of feelings, a lot of anxieties, mm-hmm. and. Um, my background as a journalist meant my instinct was to just write about it and it was therapy yeah. more than anything else yeah. um you know I remember my first blog post which was basically all about how you know I couldn't keep the unborn baby safe but I would do everything I could to keep James safe and so it just grew from there really and it was a way yeah. for me to to learn more to write about it and just to connect with other people you know that got it that were going through the same thing and um yeah, the blog just kind of grew. And then I just started getting frustrated that um, I couldn't still find all the information I wanted in one place. Yeah. You know, there were lots of good stuff on various allergy um, charity websites, um, but there just wasn't something that told me, you know, all the science, all the background and all the, how on earth do I do this? Like yeah. what comes next and how is it going to look when he starts school and yeah. and all that? Um so I decided to write it and that's yeah, how and it, it came about. It's so um, easy to read as well because with a lot of like the journals and things, you do yeah. have to kind of like read between the lines a little bit. Um, but I read your first book. I, I remember I got it just as I was going on holiday mm. and I read it on the plane and I'd finished it. I mean, <sighs> like two young children, I still yeah. managed to like read it cover to cover within two or three days, you know, absolutely studied it and just kept it as like my little bible really because you cover so much in this in the book and yeah it really is kind of like a guide through living well living with allergies, living with allergies. no exactly <laughs> and then you know I was I was just writing the book that I wanted basically mm-hmm. um you know as you say you either go one way or the, the other one way yeah. where it all maybe seems a bit generic and oversimplified or the other way when you're trying to read journal papers and yeah. you know delve through all the scientific stuff and it's just a little bit overwhelming so yeah I just wanted to kind of find a middle road somewhere with that yeah and then after that um you wrote your children's book as well you mean food allergies yeah so that was another one it was just kind of it's actually hanging around in my head before I'd written or f- before I'd finished the first one mm. um 
and I was like, oh, I don't know, can I do a child's book? Like, should I be doing a children's book? And again, it was just a case of it's what I wanted for my kids. Like there's, yeah. there's been some lovely children's books out there about allergies and there still are, um, yeah. but it wasn't a non-fiction one. Like yeah. I wanted one that wasn't a story and just kind of laid out everything quite simply for them or for other kids to understand um yeah yeah and so that just grew out of again me not being able to find it so just deciding right might as well do it then yeah it's got some gorgeous illustrations in it as well hasn't it that one oh the illustrations are beautiful I did not illustrate it that is not my (laughs) skill set like I can literally you know literally draw a stick man and that's what I did I drew my stick man and I sent them to the illustrator with all my notes saying this is supposed to be this and I want this to cover this and she was yeah she was lovely she was actually um the same illustrator that did the front cover of my first book that's ah, how that's how I met oh. her because I really liked her style yeah yeah I was gonna say how you how did your children respond to that and having that book did they really love it as well yeah they love it yeah they're really excited by it and um you know they they took it into school and they've been able to show people and uh, they were excited that I was like, you know, this, 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 this kid's based on you, and this kid's based oh, on you, yeah, and so yeah, 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 like yeah. antagonist with allergies, but you know, yeah, really empowering for them. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, because we we've got a copy of it. Um, I took a copy into Teddy's school when he started in reception, so that's there now. Obviously, well, the rest of my children and all the other children with allergies that might go through the school there, and also you gave us a book to donate after mm. you did. Um, a zoom call a few months ago well how long ago was that it was an hour ago wasn't it? <laughs> maybe a few years ago yeah, I don't I don't know. Know. <laughs> i've got no sense of time anymore but yeah we've got a copy at our local hospital as well I love that. Um, you know, it's so lovely when, um, you know, I hear people have donated them to the schools or to hospitals yeah. or to libraries. And I've seen, um, you know, some schools do like p- class projects about it mm. or they've sent me like pictures oh, off the so wall. Nice. And yeah, it's really good just as a way for people, you know, to open up the conversation. And yeah, no, I love that. Oh, that's definitely something I'm going to try when it, like Quill will be starting school year after next. So I'm definitely going to try and do that with him. Yeah, I think it's been really, it's been really helpful, I think, for some people just to, yeah, have that way of um, talking it through with the kids or handing it Mm. over to the teacher, you know, and that's something I would, you know, I'd love to see it in more schools. It's just, yeah, how big project of how do you do that? But um, yeah, I do love seeing that. It's really good. Always kind of had your hand in uh, mental, like the mental health side. Um, and you did the initial training program a few years ago that I was lucky enough to be a member on. Yeah. Um, the Smile program. So did the Smile app kind of just grow from from the idea? Yeah, it did. So, I mean, it, it grew out of, again, me just wanting to find things to help me is where it grew from. You yeah. know, um, as we all know, you know, the mental health side and the anxiety that comes along with, looking after kids with allergies or with asthma it's just Mm -hmm. huge you know it's a really huge thing to manage and you know I'd struggled with that um I then had um PTSD after my daughter's birth and that had just triggered the anxiety kind of further Mm -hmm. um and so it really came out of that of me looking for you know what's out there what can I use what can I can help me and finding Mm -hmm. things that worked but also again just feeling like none of this is really tailored around the things that we're facing Um, 
I know we've talked about that before through like CBT and things, how it doesn't or it can't really be applied often to many situations with allergies. No, exactly. Because, you know, the, the underlying premise is you getting to the point where you can see your fears or anxieties are yeah. unfounded. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the kind of basic premise of it. And our fears and anxieties aren't unfounded. And especially no. if you've seen yeah. your child have an allergic reaction, or especially if you've seen them have anaphylaxis yeah. or a severe asthma attack, any of that, like it's very, very mm -hmm. real. Yeah, um, I think it's hard for the counsellors to kind of understand that as well as in yeah. my experience and many that I've spoken to. Um, I remember my counsellor um, said to me, you need to let go of this fear of yeah. um, food and eating out and go to a restaurant and just let him pick whatever he wants off the menu. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's not going to work. No, <laughs> and then it's just you can't you can't carry on you know that relationship with you and they with no, them, can you when they just don't yeah. so not getting it yeah. um yeah. yeah so I and so that's really what led me to look for you know what can we do around this mm. and kind of what does work um yeah and as you say it really grew out of there so then I thought oh I'll, I'll try and put some of this together for um for other people for kind of allergy parents allergy mums within the community and see what works there and as you said I did that program no yeah. idea when now because again time yeah. no idea but did that and um yeah you know and that went really well and I felt like it had a real positive effect and I thought okay well how am I what am I going to do with this how am I going to carry it on so what you've learned within your master's and within your art do you manage to apply that within your life when you're experiencing the you know reactions and, and dealing with your your husband's illness as well yeah really good question um yes I mean of course I haven't got it perfect and it, yeah. I, I think you know the thing to remember with all these things is it doesn't stop you having times when you feel anxious or overwhelmed yeah. or any of that it's about having the tools and the coping methods mm -hmm. to know that you know when those feelings do start bubbling up or when you are struggling to know what to do next you know what can that, help the part you? that I sometimes really struggle with is mm. like having these tools but then when things are happening actually mm. applying them yeah it really hard to have that connect to them 100 percent, and that's actually it's actually where the name of the, the name of smile came from because yeah. um during my time of kind of looking for things that would help me and everyone says well you know do breathing exercises and do all that yeah. well when my anxiety is really high and my mind is racing I can't yeah. concentrate on counting my breaths or doing no. any of that and then I don't even know where I found it but I started I read about how when you smile it it basically has a real physiological effect on your body and it lowers your heart rate it slows your breathing rate it sends off neurotransmitters in the brain wow. and it basically tells your body that you're safe because we don't smile unless you know we're safe, safe yeah. and and that's a really one of the things that kicked it off for me because I was like oh well I can smile I know how to do that like I don't have to count my breaths I can just move my face um yeah. and literally it just had a really kind of instant effect on calming me down and that's mm. yeah that's kind of where the whole name developed from so yeah no I totally get that it's sometimes really hard you can do all these things but when you're in overdrive and you're on that that yeah. high alert that feeling on mm. edge all the time actually putting them into practice can feel really hard that's a really nice way of doing it just something very simple yeah you know rather than thinking I've got to breathe like this I've yeah got to do this I've got to think like this so just thinking you know I just need to smile like that that's yeah manageable I've been driving down the motorway literally like on the brink of like <laughs> probably go, possibly going to work or somewhere yeah. where high anxiety like driving away from the children and 
just literally had like a smile plastered <laughs> on my face, like eyes watering, but like, no, come on. Yeah. Come on, we can do this. You yeah. Know? And, you know, it's not about, it's not about trying to make yourself feel better. You don't, it's not a positive yeah. thinking thing. It's yeah. literally a physical, a physical thing, a physical yeah. response. Um, yeah, we don't want to, you know, make say you shouldn't feel what you feel, but yeah, it can help yeah. your whole system just calm down. That's a big one when you're in that situation and they're reacting yeah. to try and calm yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what I, I really don't want to project my anxiety onto Quill, but at the same time, I'm freaking the hell out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Another one I use a lot, which I've incorporated into the app, is um, tapping. So emotional freedom technique yeah. is its proper name um but tapping and I find that again just really easy to do um but and it's got that real physical release to it but you literally can just kind of talk through everything you're worried about or feeling stressed about and somehow just the kind of physical thing of tapping and then they're just saying it out loud um again is a really good way to get it out and I do it with James sometimes now as well when he's feeling kind of really anxious as well he seems to work Mm -hmm. quite well with him Oh, that's nice. So you're helping apply these with your little ones as well. Yeah, I try. James is being, he's particularly anxious at the moment. Um, It's quite hard for him. Um, But yeah, we're trying different, different ways to support him. Yeah, it's such a learning curve, isn't it? Especially like as he's getting older. Yeah. It's different issues that, um, that we're, we're getting faced with, isn't it? With them. Yeah, definitely. And we've still got um, middle schools here in Bethlehem, which means he's got to transfer in September up to middle school. And he's at a very small little village school. So it's quite a big change for him. Um, Yeah, trying to support him kind of to get to that point. Yeah, just learning on the job constantly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We are, aren't we? You know, things change, situations change, they change. And I yeah. think you know, that's the hardest thing as well, isn't it? It's the change and it's the uncertainty. We can't yeah. we can't predict, we can't control, and we desperately want to because then it feels yeah. safer, but you can't. Um, mm. And that's the, that's the hardest thing, really. In terms of your allergy journey then, Emma, mm. what sort of tips and guidance could you give to someone who's starting off their I would say my my first one always is trust your instincts that's my Mm -hmm. first one um you know because I think we've all been there when our babies are little when nobody's listening and you know there's something wrong um but you know it it, it's so difficult when you're not getting the right answers and you're not getting the Mm -hmm. right support you need um and it shouldn't be that way but unfortunately, sometimes it is. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, trust your instinct. Keep pushing until you get to the right places and the right people um, would be my first one. And then um, I think, you know, educate yourself, learn about things because the more you understand what's going on, the more empowered you feel, the more confident yeah. you feel. So whether that's just, you know, reading up on stuff from trusted sources, mm-hmm getting a trainer pen and knowing how to use it um you know I think that's only gonna help you feel calmer and more confident um Mm. and find other people that get it you know we all know what a difference that makes to have people that you know and that's you know I will find that with Katie like I know I can just message her and she'll just get it you don't have to explain yourself you you just say oh my goodness this is happening um and you know the other person gets it. And I think that's really important. I, I would caveat that to say, 
be careful with joining too many Facebook groups um, and drowning yourself in information because there's a lot of misinformation out there. And there's also, it can just fuel your anxieties further. Um, I found that with with the asthma Facebook pages, mm. especially because it's always the they're always posting about their experiences of the extreme, yeah, or their experiences of you know something's not working, yeah, and that can then trigger something in me because then I start feeling like is everything okay with my you know yeah. I don't know that's kind of where my brain goes like you know I better go and check on mine yeah absolutely I, I've had to kind of leave some of those groups or, or mute them or whatever yeah. and, because it's just not healthy for me to see um, those kind of asthma-related attacks and things like that um, popping up in between that and, you know, an advert for gym leggings. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely. I left loads of them. I left loads of them Mm -hmm. and just kind of stayed on a few because, yeah, for exactly that reason, you're just, you know, obviously people are always posting when it's bad or it's difficult, but then you take that on board and it makes everything feel like, oh, that's about to happen to me or, you know, your your brain starts catastrophizing everything even more. Um, and as you say, it's, it's just, it just doesn't end up being that healthy. So I think there's that balance between finding people that understand and then not overwhelming yourself or drowning in that too much. Definitely. I think one you told us as well at the group, which I'd never thought of, and I'm sure will help loads of other people, is to um, follow people who are older so yes. their journeys and live positively. Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, I never thought to do that. But it's so inspiring when you see people, you know, traveling, doing all the things mm-hmm. that you just think, oh God, they're never going to be able to do what they do. Oh, 100%. So I just had a call um, this afternoon with my allergy travel um friends so this was what five we're trying to figure out when we all started I reckon it was like five or six years ago when we all kind of somehow found each other and decided we wanted to do something about um helping people travel with allergies and so Mm. went through various phases but now it's just a Facebook group which is um really good but in there there's um there's Kyle Kyle Dine who um has done all sorts of things with um singing about allergies and, yeah. and puppets for the kids but now runs something called equal eats which is mm-hmm. cards for dining out and going abroad um and then there's um ali who's miss allergic reactor on instagram he's traveled loads and lived abroad and courtney who um also you know has traveled and now lives in germany um and just meeting them is it's helped me so much because you know that they've all got multiple anaphylactic food allergies and they've all yeah eaten out travel yeah. you know got married lived full lives and all the things that we hope for for our children yeah. um yeah and that definitely has really helped me oh no it sounds really good to be able to see that I'm gonna I'm just noting some of those down because I had <laughs> a couple of them so I'll yeah Courtney, I'm trying to think what Courtney is on Instagram. She runs something called The Zestful, which is a new platform um, to kind of help people live positively with food allergies. So I think that's her, her one on Instagram now. But yeah, really I'll brilliant to be able to, to follow people that are, yeah, adults mm. and doing all these things. And it helped James as well. James met um, Kyle at the allergy show. And yeah, again, just really lovely to you know have that person they can look up to and yeah. um and see you know they're like them kind of thing yeah so Emma thinking back about um the smile app would you like to tell us a, a bit more about what that app looks like 
Yeah, so it is designed around um, kind of five areas of support. It's the journalist at me in the play on words. So with the smile <laughs> stands for um, self-compassion and self-care, mindfulness, um, investigate your thoughts, which is kind of cognitive behavior therapy based, um, love and let go, which is all about kind of acceptance and being able to kind of live well alongside yeah. your health condition, and then emotional freedom technique, which is the tapping. And um, so they're the kind of four, the four, no, can't count, five <laughs> key elements. I do words, not numbers. Um, they're the five key elements. And then we've got some really brilliant um, psychologists and counsellors and experts on board um, that have produced short videos and audios um, that you can go in and watch and listen to, really tailored around all those things that we know people need for those conditions mm -hmm. so the, the app's organized around how you might be feeling so you can search yeah. oh I'm feeling guilty or overwhelmed or anxious or you can search by challenges you might be facing so you've got a hospital appointment coming up or your care mm -hmm. of your child um, and then it will give you all the kind of relevant content there so um, yeah we've got some really great things on there yeah. I've just um, added one uh, when one of our psychologists talks about understanding trauma and how that works and what to look out for um we've got things about dealing with the what ifs um kind of managing that um the responsibility of caring for somebody yeah. um so yeah just really <laughs> delving into those corners that are you know th those kind of complex challenges that we know that people are facing when when they're living with a long-term health condition so can we just download that from the app store or the um android version which is what's it called it's like <laughs> so no at the moment um and it might actually stay this way it's just a web app so you can go oh, into okay. it just online on the desktop or it's got oh. a really responsive mobile version so if you bring it up on your mobile phone it works a bit more like an app um Ooh. but no you just log into it you just sign up um it's all, all free to sign up and then you can just delve into it and access it there fantastic and i think this is a good time to share your um instagram handle as well so if anyone's interested in the smile app and would like to go and have a look you can find emma's um instagram page at we are smile app and emma's um, main instagram page is emma.amascato that's me. <laughs> I think helping people even recognise that it is trauma is a huge thing as well, because, you know, when you first go through this, it's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I reacting like this? Yeah. Hugely so. Yeah. And I think yeah. there's this real, um, you know, misperception of what trauma is and who has yeah. it. I think, especially when we actually talk about, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. we think about veterans, we think about yeah. people coming back from war. And I know when I was diagnosed with it, because I was diagnosed with it after the birth of my daughter, but it, it yeah. was, you know, there was obviously all the kind of allergies and everything playing into that. I almost felt a bit, a bit guilty, a bit kind of fraud, yeah. like, like, really? You know, can I, can I really have that? Yeah, um, but I now, that yeah the, now the more I've kind of researched it and learned about it, you know, and, and Dr. Wingasson talks about it on the, um, on the app, you know, it's about something that, um felt life-threatening or you'd experienced yeah. a threat to life of some sort um you know and things like anaphylactic reactions or witnessing something like that absolutely mm -hmm. fall under 
the category yeah, of trauma yeah. um but we do kind of distance ourselves from it a bit but I think once we can see that and understand what it really is then we can understand our emotions our reactions yeah. a bit better okay. our triggers you know because yeah. I remember um last year when Amalia had a um had a big anaphylactic reaction um a couple of days later I just dropped him off school and I was walking back to the car and an ambulance went past and I just mm. like froze on the side of the road like nobody was in danger they, I just dropped them off at school it wasn't our yeah. ambulance but you yeah. know these things just have a very kind of primal and instant yeah. reaction it's so funny well it's not funny at all actually but um, <laughs> I can just relate to that so much because I had a very very similar experience um driving home from work with my sister and an ambulance was coming behind mm. and the, the sirens the colors yep. the people moving over um it just takes me like right back yeah. and um I was fine before it I was fine you know a little bit after it but in that moment it was very it felt like a very real thing um that that was kind of going on there it does and our brains just you know our brains they haven't caught up with everything else they're still very they're still very caveman like they just go oh danger you know and 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 when you've had those experiences they're very much lodged in there so it's nothing you know it's nothing we're doing wrong or it's nothing about not coping properly it's literally just our brains and our bodies you know switching on to try and keep us safe even though rationally obviously yeah. our kids are safe we can see yeah. them all dropped at school yeah. like it's rationally of course there's nothing to be scared of but that doesn't yeah. stop our brains reacting in that yeah. way and you know that's really where just having those tools and understanding it yeah. and you know thinking what do I need in that moment mm-hmm. rather than trying to just brush it off and be like oh don't be so ridiculous yeah. you know yeah. that's you're not being ridiculous so it's it's kind of recognizing what you need and what works for you um in those moments and I think it's so easy to do that as well because you think oh well it's it's them who's going through it why am I responding yeah yeah you you kind of really well I do like kind of beat myself up a bit for doing that but it's like you say it is a normal response isn't it it's a totally normal response and you know we all do that we all you know, beat ourselves up or feel like we're oh, overreacting or people are going to think I'm crazy or, you know, whatever yeah. thoughts go through our head, you know, and that's why just having a bit of kind of self-compassion for ourselves and really kind of recognizing the massive things we've dealt with and are still dealing with, um, you know, it's really important. And I think the second guess <coughs> responding like this is it normal is it the okay is that a reaction where are we going it's, it's oh it's so hard there. isn't it you know when you're <laughs> you're hovering and you don't want to yeah. show that you're worried and you know but you're you're watching for every sign or yeah. you know everything that's coming up and you know I still struggle with that there's you've got all the care plans and you've got everything you're supposed to follow and you know yeah. all the stuff in the moment it doesn't make that any calmer. Like I've written two books on the subject, for goodness sake, and I still have those, is it, isn't, should I, shouldn't I? Like, you know, it's it's a it's a lot to, to deal with. And I think beyond that, you, you've, you've obviously got the safety of your children and that's yeah. first and foremost. But I know, and I, I know you'll relate to this, Katie, as well. There's also mm-hmm. those feelings of not wanting to make things more traumatic than they need to be like oh god do I have do I need to take them to hospital again have I got to put them through another ambulance trip you know do do I need to stab them with adrenaline at pen again it's like obviously the safety is paramount but there's a lot of other things that come along with that as well 
In fact, the, the amount of times I've messaged both of you and been like, I've done this and I've done this. What, am I doing the right thing? Like, yeah. Should I be going to the hospital or, you know? Um, and I know I'm guilty of messaging that to both of you. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, like you say, you don't want to overreact. You want to do everything, you know, exactly right. And yeah. then um, I've held Aurora out at arm's length and I've been like, not knowing what to do with her to the point I've just walked in and out of every single room with her. <laughs> <laughs> arm's length, like, I don't, what should we do? Do we? And then it's just like finding, like, come on, we can do this. Like, yeah. It's so like, hard, isn't it? And I think, yeah. you know, one thing I'd say is with the anaphylactic reactions and we've we've had three now that we've used adrenaline for, like I just knew every single time. Yeah, there was no question yeah. in my mind at those times that we needed to do it. There's been plenty yeah. of times where I look back and think, oh, well, maybe I should have done it then. But yeah. in the times I actually did and they really needed yeah. it, I just knew it. But, yeah. you know, I know, you know, asthma, particularly when you're up yeah. in the middle of the night and you're like, oh, you know, do I want to in the four o'clock in the morning or whatever yeah. it is, you know, is now the time to go to hospital. Yeah. It's so, so difficult to, you know, to make those calls. And I think a lot of us at some point have experience in uh, gaslighting. So yes. that's always in the, the mind that you, you self-doubt, your bit of confidence yeah. at times as well. So Oh, hugely so. And I mean, that's that's just the worst. So kind of story, which I think I shared on my Instagram at the time last year when Amalia had her anaphylactic reaction and we were on the side of the road. She'd had like a multi-systemic reaction. So she, she said she was hot. She was sweaty. Her tummy hurt, her throat hurt, her chest hurt. And she doesn't have asthma. She's never said her chest hurts and she can't breathe yeah. properly before. So I'd pulled her out on the side of the road. I'd given her an adrenaline injector and then that one didn't really kick in and do much. So I'd had to give her another one. And then the ambulance came and they were great. The ambulance, the paramedics were great. We got to hospital and we were in hospital being monitored for a long time. And then this young junior doctor had come down um, from the ward because they were looking at uh, admitting us or not. Yeah. And I saw him, he was standing outside in the corridor with one of the young doctors from um, A&E and basically discussing how, oh yeah, that wasn't an anaphylactic reaction. Oh my god! Like what? So she was like, "Well, yeah, no, it was a bad allergic reaction, but it wasn't an anaphylactic reaction." And it, by this time, it was very oh. like far into the night, and I was very tired. And at the time, yeah. I didn't say anything because I just thought, no. you know, Amalia's sleeping there. But then it ended up uh, going on because they, they couldn't find us an adrenaline injector to leave with because obviously we'd used both of ours. And when yeah. the consultant came down, I just yeah, I just lost it. The consultant was like, "You need." Educate your doctors I was like this is so dangerous that they're yeah. things like this you know and by this point I was crying and like yeah. because of you know everything all the emotion and the tiredness yeah, and anger yeah. and kind of colliding um but you know when you've got you've got doctors saying things like that no wonder we all feel yeah you know yeah at the time you um you're kind of in shock from hearing it and yeah for me when I've had similar experiences I've almost been too taken aback to even say anything and I've just kind yeah. of been speechless and then it's not until like you're out of the situation or you're on your way home and you're like why did I not address that why did I not say something and now it's kind yeah. of been like as it well, was. it's so ingrained in us from an early age. You know, there's a power imbalance. Doctors are seen as they know, you know, from an early age, teachers know that, you know, you're yeah. not taught to challenge authority. Mm. So when you have to do it, it's really difficult. 
Absolutely. You know, and that's one of the reasons, you know, on top of just wanting to do it for myself, that's one of the reasons that really kind of fueled me on with the the blog and the book and yeah. all of it was just, you know, I've always been a relatively kind of confident person that will kind of, you know, step out in those situations. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was having to have all those those conversations and that pushing and that fighting and I was finding it hard. So I was like, what yeah. about people that just don't feel confident or have yeah. that information or, you know, it's just not right that you have. And if your mental health isn't great as well, it is so hard to advocate for anyone when you're you're not yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then you put all the kind of the blame and the guilt and all that Mm. back on yourself again. And yeah, you know, we've all been there at times, haven't we? Whether it's, oh, I shouldn't have breastfed my child or shouldn't, whatever. Yeah. You know, all these things that we go round in our head of, oh, it was my fault and I shouldn't have done yeah. this and I shouldn't have done that. And that just, you know, compounds everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that app will help so many people with the, in situations like the, the ones we've discussed. I hope so. We've had some really good feedback on it so far um, with it helping people because it's, it's for people that are managing long-term health conditions. So it's yeah. not just allergies and asthma, it's any long-term mm-hmm. health condition. Um, and obviously for people, you know, that are caring for others as well, because I think, yeah. you know, that does get pushed aside sometimes. And actually, you know, the impact of that is is also huge, as we all know. So as always, Emma, it's been an absolute you. I just think this episode is going to help so many other parents out there. Um, so thank you so so much for coming on you are amazing Um, and I just I'll share your smile um, Instagram handle again for anyone who would like to go and have a look it's at we are smile app on Instagram oh thank you so much for having me it's been lovely talking to you both thank you so much hi it's Jade here and I'm doing a tip takeover all around mental health Emma gave us some amazing advice and I wanted to carry on around the theme of trauma. Um, That's something I have really struggled with over the the years. I was given a diagnosis of complex post-traumatic stress disorder in my late 20s. This was after quite a lot of health trauma that I went through when I was younger, but it didn't strike me as as trauma i i wasn't aware that that was something you could ever get after a health condition or or watching someone you love have a health condition as emma mentioned in the the episode i always had this connotation that it was around soldiers and and people who'd been in wars so when i was given the diagnosis i was i was really shocked and prior to that diagnosis i'd I'd presented quite a lot of times at gps with my symptoms and I was given diagnosis of anxiety, depression, uh, even bipolar at one point but they never quite fitted what happened for me so I'd get into a really bad episode and I I still have this uh, now where something triggers my symptoms, I can have thoughts of wanting to harm myself, I can feel really really low, it can take every bit of energy just to to get through the day and I'm really highly anxious um, and emotional. The self-care for me isn't just a luxury, it's something I have to do just to keep on my day to day and and it helps me that I can prevent the triggers happening but I can get a little bit of a grip on them 
if I look after myself on a day-to-day -day basis. I just wanted to share some of the things that I do or try to do. It doesn't happen every week and, and some weeks it's harder than others. Um, I do in my non-mum life as well work for a mental health charity so it's a huge passion of mine and I really want to help others on their journeys because I know where my head's been and I don't really have a lifestyle now that allows me to sit for half an hour and do a bit of meditation and uh, to be honest I was never that great even if I did have the time I caveat these tips that you know they won't help everyone and you know sometimes I can't even help myself <laughs> when I'm in those moments so they do help when I'm at a stable point so I find having a shower in the morning really helps uh, with a cold blast of water which is horrific but it really does get some endorphins going and I I had to do this when Quill was little as well, which involved getting in a bouncer, putting some nursery rhymes on my phone. Not always the most <laughs> pleasurable experience, but it just meant that I could get that shower and I was so much more ready to go after it. I'm really strict with multivitamins um, for myself and for Quill. And I also take a vitamin D supplement, which is recommended for every adult as well. Um, I swear by turmeric tea. Uh, I don't know if anyone caught the episode with Dr. Costa. He actually gave an amazing tip that you had a bit of black pepper in there. It's a very interesting taste, but now I, I love it and it really does make me feel so calm and I get a lot of chronic pain and that, that really does help me. You know, sometimes this is a case of me and Quill just whacking our coats on and getting outside before getting properly dressed so we can just get a breather of fresh air. Spring can be um, a difficult time, obviously, for little ones who struggle with hay fevers and different pollen allergies. Quill sometimes isn't well enough to get outside, so if that's the case, I'll stick something on for him. I can see him from the back door and I stand outside and just take some breaths. I try and take notice of five things I can see in the garden just to get me out of my own head. Anything where it brings me out of my myself just seems to calm me a bit. So I'll just note five things and come back in. And that's, you know, something quite simple that you can do. Even me and Quill have done it when he's not up to going out just by looking out the window. You know, looking out the window, seeing if there's birds, nature, any greenery we can see huge uh, believer around nature therapy so things like looking at the the birds looking at the trees um, we have a lot of plants that are classed as hypoallergenic plants around the house um, and just standing there those and immersing in the, the greenery looking at the shapes of the leaves anything like that can be so beneficial for your mental health so as I said, there you know there'll be stuff in there that might not sit. Thing we do as a family is is a bit of gratitude as well. Um, I ask Quill every day what he's grateful for, and it was a day where I forgot to do it, and he turned around and he said to me, "Mummy, what are you grateful for today?" And it had honestly been one of those days where I was thinking I cannot find anything, but you know what? He was stood in front of me. How could I not be grateful for him? And you know, we are so fortunate for what we we have in our lives um, I talk for myself and my family so those little moments it's just taking that time out to reshape your your mindset 
um, and something as simple as that does really help but it's not easy and some weeks there are weeks where you just need to cut off social media cut off the world just think about your bubble and you know you might eat more rubbish you might drink or whatever you need to do to just get through that week but it will pass and things get easier and you can always reach out to a lot of different services that are there you know message our podcast if you're ever struggling we we know what it's like so drop us a message on our instagram but yeah i hope you find something that helps Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Emma has been someone that I've looked up to for a long time. She's helped me through some difficult times and I hope that she can say the same for me. We shared some really similar experiences and the support that Emma offers is invaluable and I've used her techniques myself over the past couple of years. Both Jade and Emma are amazing advocates for mental health and I am so happy that we've managed to all come together for this episode. I hope that you get as much from their support as I have done in the past. They are the two people that I would turn to, two people that I know completely understand the things that we go through as parents of children with allergies and and asthma. And yeah, this week hasn't been a great one for me. I'm recording this on the last minute because I had to kind of drop a few of the spinning plates and that's just me being completely transparent with you. I know that this week's gonna be brighter. I already feel brighter. Um, But for anyone who might be feeling the same way that I have been, you know, please reach out, seek the support that's there. Um, and we'll put some in our show notes as well. Thank you again and I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Bye!